We have a nautical geo quiz for you now. There's a new study out about the risk of ocean pollution caused by shipwrecks. Everything from pirate ships that sank with chests full of gold to oil tankers that have gone down in more modern times, many of them could still be leaking something toxic into the sea. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has come up with a map of the many, many shipwrecks that dot U.S. coastal waters. So the question for you is, how many shipwrecked vessels are there off U.S. coastlines? This is multiple choice today. So A, 200, B, 2,000, C, 20,000, or D, 200,000. Give us your best shot. We'll speak with an expert on U.S. coastal waters and the shipwrecks that lie beneath them when we come back with the answer in just a minute. A quick shout-out to a few of our texting game winners today. Lila in Rock Creek, North Carolina. Tripp in Breckenridge, Colorado. And Manuel in Cutton, California. All picked the right number of shipwrecks. We'll do the numbers in a minute. That's just enough time to text GEOQUIZ, one word, to 69866 to play along next time. This is PRI. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Today we put a multiple-choice question to our listeners about how many shipwreck vessels there are off our coast. The options were 200, 2,000, 20,000, or 200,000. So Lisa Simons is with the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. What is the right answer? 20,000. That's mind-boggling. 20,000 shipwrecks. How many of these shipwrecks are worrisome potential polluters? NOAA has recommended that 17 of those shipwrecks be considered for in-water pollution assessments and potential recovery actions. Of those, we think six are the of most concern for what we call a most probable leak or a 10% leak of the contents of those vessels. How did they sink and what's the source of the potential pollution on board? The majority of these vessels were sunk during World War II. Many of them were sunk during the Battle of the Atlantic. Those obviously were sunk by the Germans. We also had a number of vessels sunk off the Pacific coast that were sunk by the Japanese. So given that the majority of these vessels are World War II-era vessels, there are bunker sea, medium fuel oils, as well as light fuel oils. And it was both the cargo that these vessels were carrying or the fuel that they actually used to operate. Now, those six particular shipwrecks, uh, you've been uh, quoted as saying that they keep you up at night. Uh, Which ones are they, where are they, and why are they big concerns for you? There are six ships out of the 20,000 that we looked at that came down to be significant pollution threats at a 10% release level. So that's 10% of the remaining contents on board would still have a significant socioeconomic and ecological impact to the U.S. coastline. And one of those vessels is up off of the coast of New England, and it's actually the first casualty of World War II. That's the Norness. And then there are five vessels off the coast of Florida, the Gulf State, the S.O. Gettysburg, the W.D. Anderson, the George McDonald, and the Joseph M. Cudahy. We know where the Norness is, and we know where three of the five off of Florida are, but we don't have a confirmed location for the other two vessels. All we have are the last known locations after they were shelled by U-boats. So give us one example. The Gulf State off the Florida Keys sounds like a particularly worrisome case. It was sunk by a German U-boat. How much pollution, how much oil is aboard that might leak out? The Gulf State has 86,000 barrels of crude oil on board potentially. So we don't know for sure if it still has that full amount of oil on board or if it's got something less than that. Generally, we see something less because of how that particular vessel was hit. And I don't happen to remember for Gulf State 
how many times that particular vessel was hit, but it makes a difference in where the torpedoes impacted the vessels and whether it hit the fuel compartments or it hit the engine room as to how much fuel we may have lost during the casualty. And so we're seeing more and more vessels of this era start to have chronic leaks, and we're concerned that this could continue to be an ongoing problem. Lisa, how do you conduct a salvage operation of oil? Are we talking about vacuuming up the pollutants or raising the whole ship? We're not talking about raising the whole ship. They basically pump the oil out. They don't quite vacuum it, but they do pump it. So they'll literally drill into those tanks, and they'll use what's called a hot tap, which is a special lance that would heat the oil up and make it liquid, and then they can pump that oil up to special tanks on the surface on a barge or on the response vessel, and then that oil will either be recycled or disposed of. If you think about the work that was done on Deepwater Horizon, that was extremely deep water. They've also done extremely deep recoveries on the Prestige off of Spain. Most of these vessels are certainly not as deep as the Deepwater Horizon, so they're in manageable water depths either for saturation diving or ROV operations. Lisa Simons of the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration telling us about her new study called the 2012 Risk Assessment for Potentially Polluting Wrecks in U.S. Waters. Lisa, thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And you can see that telling map of shipwrecked vessels off U.S. coastlines. It's at theworld.org.